Hi, Ian Selby here. In this episode, I'm going to discuss the third of the seven deadly sins in selling. Do you have a consistent and predictable sales process? You can be honest. Sin number three, not using a consistent sales process. Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Ian Selby here. Thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. When I'm conducting assessments for clients, I typically find as many sales processes as there are salespeople. In fact, oftentimes more. Because having the same amount of sales processes as there are salespeople, that suggests that each salesperson is always consistent. And I also find seldom in that to be the case. The absence of a consistent approach creates three significant challenges for any sales organization. The first is a lack of consistency with customers. Salespeople use their own approach, which also differs from customer to customer. This can send a fractured value proposition to the customers at large, depending on how someone, how they're feeling that day, what went on the day before, the, the morning of, every customer might get a different uh, first impression of what that company's all about. And, and that really is a challenge. In fact, that's a marketing branding nightmare. You have to be consistent with your messaging and your brand in the marketplace. The second challenge of a lack of a systemized sales process creates a sales management nightmare. What is good sales management? Well, I define good sales management as someone who's the proactive coach and mentor of the sales force. If your salespeople each have their own sales process, it's like one of them plays golf, another one football, third's bowling, and the fourth is a gardener. How could anyone coach anyone with all of these various hobbies and sports? You need to decide on one process. I'm not suggesting cloning. I'm saying best practices. Let's pick uh, a process and a set of business steps to take you through that process and be consistent with it as a person and as a sales team. The third big problem that happens as a result of lack of a consistent sales process is inaccurate revenue forecasting. If one of the salespeople says, yeah, this deal's qualified, put me down for 50K for November, and another rep says, that's 30K and put me down for 40K in December, do they mean the same thing? Seldom is that the case. And forecasting accuracy becomes more of an art form than a science. Market research has said that it takes at least on average five touches to win a deal. How do we track all of these steps 
with all of the opportunities we're pursuing with new clients and with existing customers? This is an important question. What is sales process? Well, I like to find a sales process in eight steps. And it doesn't really matter what you're selling, a product, a service. Uh, in a B2B setting, a sales process has thorough eight steps to it. Let me review them with you quickly. Step one, proactive lead identification. What do I mean? Proactive? Prospecting is not sitting in front of your phone waiting for it to ring or hoping you get that email or, or, or that blog comes in and someone wants to buy something. That's all reactive. We've got to be proactive, proactively calling the right opportunities. That's step one. Step two, we need to position our company's value proposition. Not what we do, but what we do for them. A lot of people have a value proposition that says, here's our great product and service. What do you think? Want to buy some? Instead of saying, here's our value proposition. Here's how it can help you. Those few extra steps make a massive difference from an effectiveness standpoint. Step three, customer needs assessment and thorough qualification. Oftentimes, step two and three can go hand in glove, can happen partially at the same meeting or meetings. And qualification, as we've reviewed already, is one of the reasons the top salespeople are the top salespeople. So diligently qualifying is critical. Step four, creating and presenting your proposal. It's critical. If it, and Just let's have a look at these four steps so far. If you're not proactively identifying the right people, the wrong people can call you up. And typically, what's their first question? What's your price? Have you heard that before? I'm sure we all have. That's because we didn't follow our own process. We're, we need to proactively identify that lead, bring it through, then create and present that proposal as step four. Step five, earning the customer's commitment. Notice I don't even call it closing because I don't believe closing is appropriate. I believe closure happens when the salesperson and the customer agree on a set of terms, on a value proposition, on a pricing schedule, an agreement is created. So step five is closure. Step six is you need to deliver the solution, the engagement, the service, the product, giving the customer what they believe they bought. And this process also needs to be managed. You have to ensure that the customer is satisfied with what it is that was promised them. We're still not done. Step seven is proactive account management. And that should not be accidental account management because I happen to be in the neighborhood. It should be proactive account management. Critical that this happen. If you do a great job for your customers, guess what happens? They give you some very important things. Number one, they give you repeat business. Who here does not want repeat customers? We all do. Proactive account management is a great way to ensure that you get that. Another thing they're going to give you is reference letters on their letterhead describing the measurable impact your value proposition has had on their business. That then is a sales tool that you can bring to many other opportunities. The third thing they can give you, and this is a beautiful segue into step eight, by leveraging your reference customers, they will give you referrals, referrals to other opportunities. Cold call math says 
You might need to make 100 calls to get 10 interested to get one to say yes. If you are given four referrals, you'll probably meet three of them and one will say yes. I know what I like. Four to one is a lot nicer ratio than 100 to one. So I understand that I'm, I'm certain that you get my point. Leveraging your reference customers is step eight. And step eight really creates a loop back to step one, which is proactively identifying new leads. Leveraging your reference, reference customers can do exactly that and keep the loop within and create a very well-oiled selling process. Now I'd like to do our self-assessment. So here's the question again, make note of the number that you give yourself and we will summarize those at the end of the seventh sin. The question to you today is, I have a standardized sales process and I'm accurate at revenue forecasting. Give yourself four points if your answer is absolutely yes. I feel like I'm a well-oiled machine and I'm predictable. Good for you. Number three points for, for the most part, but I could be a little more consistent with it. Give yourself two points if your answer is not effective as I need to be. I definitely could use some help. And give yourself one point if your answer is not at all. I definitely need help on this quickly. I'd like to thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. Next episode, The Premature Proposal Trap. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Less sins, more wins. With Ian Selby.